Hello, gentlemen, uh, 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 lady. How's everybody doing this evening? Uh, we doing fine, champ. You ready for next week? Uh, 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 ready? Yeah. I, I, I'm ready. <laughs> What's going on? Good morning, you guys. Happy Saturday. Uh, happy Saturday. Listen, man, I promise you. Um, when I get some money, I'm gonna give me a real intro. <laughs> I mean, I have a uh, I have a Knucklehead Chronicles intro, but it has me and the other four, the other three guys that I had on before, and now it's just me. But anyway, welcome to another episode of Knucklehead Chronicles, man. I promise you guys, I'm gonna try to do these these episodes every other day or so, um, because I do them every other day, so I can um, I can record them and then promote. Um, Viewership or listenership uh, the next day. So, the I think we are in episode six, if I'm calling it correctly. And <clears throat> excuse me, oh Jesus! Before we get into the story, uh, I said to you guys on the last episode that um, we should really. Um, Take care of our loved ones and tell them that you love them and all of that, right? Um, but you know, and, it, and it's just another instance. I was, you know, I, I keep telling you guys that every time that I turn on um, or look up Facebook, there is a rest in, there's a RIP, right? Um, and so this morning, um, as I getting ready, I'm getting ready to do this, do this uh, live broadcast. Not, uh, I'm going to do this live recording. It's the first thing I see is another RIP of a young lady that, excuse me, I grew up with, um, who was a uh, a huge supporter of the Common Sense Show TV back in the day when I first did that. Uh, and the Knucklehead Chronicles. She was always one that she would always come into the comments. She was always, you know, she always supported. Uh, she was a huge Dallas Cowboy fan. <laughs> Man, I, I, when I tell you, when I read that she had passed away, that hurt me to my soul. I mean, it hurt me to my soul. So I'm, I'm, I am actually struggling this morning to do this um, because she was such an integral part. And she had married, she, had, she married my cousin. Uh, one of my uh, distant, distant cousins. And so I, I can only imagine what he's feeling right now. And so I want to shout him out, you know, our veteran, uh, Pickett. Uh, my my cousin, man, I love you, bro. I, I, I don't know what it's like to lose a spouse. So that's, that's man, I tell you. But also, you know, rest in peace, Vera. Um, her name was Vera um, Birch Pickett. And she was just the dopest. I mean, I remember growing up, you know, in my hometown, and you know, she was one of those. She was an upperclassman that rode rode the same school bus as I did. We lived in the trailer park. Uh, it was three trailer parks, and they were all side by side. So we used to go over to the trailer park and go play with the the other trailer park kids. It was crazy. It was crazy. And so, man, I'm rest in peace, Vera. Man, you'll be missed. We love you. You know, on this side, man, you know, like, I know her sister uh, is in a 
felt some in, in, in pain, and I, I know it. And I want you to know, Tanya, that we love you over here too. Um, I don't, I don't even know. I don't even know, man. It's uh, I don't, know, I don't even know how to feel, man. It's crazy. It's crazy. God Almighty, man. Listen, tell your loved ones you love them, like legit, because you know life is too short. You just don't know. Um, but rest in peace. That's a piece real. Alright. So we're gonna jump in it. Alright, so we in episode six. Alright, so if you have been following the episodes, I'm doing some dumb stuff and the stuff that I do or getting to do or getting ready to do is the dumbest stuff you probably ever heard, right? Well let's get into it. Now me and Mini Pearl were just going through all kinds of dire straits. I mean, it was just to the point where I was just ready. I was ready to go. She was ready for me to go. And, and, it, and it was just like a, it was like a normal thing. Like, we let's, you know, let's stay together but hate each other, you know. And it got to the point by the time it was over, we hated each other, you know. But as you will know, as some, as some of us know, uh, just because people say that it's over doesn't really mean that it's over, right? So um, at this time, I uh, I was introduced to another young lady who um, I went to go see. My, my uh, she, was, she was introduced to me by my sister in law, or my ex sister in law, and I said, you know what? I said I was just I was just in such a way I wanted to be out of. This mess with Minnie Pearl. I said, "Let me go and meet her." So I go down. I catch a Greyhound bus, like I said in the last episode. I go down. I catch a Greyhound bus to um, Jacksonville, North Carolina, Camp Lejeune. And my sister-in-law, now my brother was in the military. My sister-in-law worked at this place called Convergence, which is a call center down there. Convergence is all over the place. They had different uh, clients in different locations. Now, I'm not sure what was down at that Convergence. I can't remember. But I know that the Convergence in Charlotte did OnStar for Chevrolet. So if you guys are familiar, if you have a GM vehicle and you got OnStar in it, if you press that button and press and get an OnStar, uh, an, an OnStar agent, they were probably in Charlotte, <laughs> depending on where you press your button. But nonetheless, and so I go down, and <clears throat> the first thing I get down there, um, I'm nervous. I'm nervous because I'm I'm gonna meet this woman. I don't know her from a can of paint, you know. But I was just I was entrusting my brother and my sister in law. And I was like, Oh, you know, she she's just like, you know, uh she's just like me, you know, we, we we've been friends for a little bit. She just had a baby. No, no, she hadn't had a baby yet. She was pregnant. She was pregnant when I met her. Um and I was like, I was like, all right, okay, fine, 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 fine. So I get down there and I go and I meet her on her lunch break, right? So I remember my sister-in-law, uh, I'm riding with her and we pull up to the building and she's standing outside. And I was like, oh my God, pregnant at all. I mean, she was about, she was about seven, I think she was seven, six or seven months pregnant at the time that I met her. And I was like, ooh. <laughs> you know, and so she gets in the car, and we kind of we're in that awkward. 
I, I want to say something, but I don't want to say something type of situation. Right? So we go, and my brother met us. Um, he, just, he had just fancy shift and, or something, and he met us. Uh, we ended up going to Wendy's. <laughs> of all the freaking places on the planet to go eat lunch, we went to Wendy's. And so we go to Wendy's, and we talk, and I had, you know, I had on this red cut-off T-shirt, you know, or this red sleeveless T-shirt, and I had this fro, you know, and I had just got, let me tell you how, let me tell you how silly I was, right? <laughs> and so I, I went down there on a Friday evening. I got my hair cut that Friday, or that earlier that Friday, that same day. So, I didn't because fellas know that when we get our haircut, we can never get it the same as the barber after they cut it. <laughs> so I said I'm going to preserve this for as long as I can. So I'm sitting on the I'm on the bus with my freshly cut afro, I had a nice little nice little size fro. And so I was sitting. I had my. I, I wish you guys can visualize this, but try to anyway. I am on the back of a Greyhound bus, and I got my hands. Uh, and I wanted to go to sleep, so I, I um, went to sleep. And I had my face in my hands on the back of the on the back of the seat, so my hair wouldn't touch anything. <laughs> <coughs> Looking back on it now, it's kind of it's kind of retarded, but that's what I did. Right? So I get down there, and um, I meet her. We go to lunch. She decides now. She's so smitten. By me, that she did not, she did not want to go back to work, and so she didn't. Uh, she called, she called back in her boss and said, "I'm not coming back to work." And so we chilled out the rest of the day. Um, the next day, which was Saturday, we loaded up. Uh, at the time, my son, my brother, only had one son, uh, Zeke. Zeke was a baby uh, years ago. He's a, he's a grown man now, but back then, he, uh, when I first met her, Zeke was a baby. So we packed up, and she had two kids already. Um, Strawberry had two kids already. So uh, we pack up and we go to the beach. Now, we, I mean, we're in Camp with June. We were there by the beach. So we go to the beach, and uh, we had a great day. We had a great day. Um, we got done with the beach. We came back. We had sand everywhere. We had, you know. Now, mind you, this was the first night that I was down there. So we go to the beach, and so she was like, you know, you can stay with, you can spend the night if you want, you know. And I was like, oh yeah, okay, you know, cool. So you know, I spent the night, you know, uh, after the beach, we went to the store, got something to eat, came back, you know, and we just chill, we just. Just chilled out, and she lived in the trailer, you know. Um, and it was just, it was cool, right? So we're laying in the bed. And of course, we did what a, we did what grown folk do, you know. Not to not to in, not to endeavor too much in that, but we did what, what grown folk do. And uh, at about two two thirty three o'clock in the morning, we get. I mean. Her bedroom was by uh, the on the west side of the trailer, so it's a big old it's a uh, a window right there. So by two three o'clock in the morning, now we out in the middle of nowhere. This is not a populated area. It's not like it's a you know 
like neighborhoods now with the cul-de-sacs and all that. It ain't like that. It was a trailer park. It was, you know, I think there was, it was four trailers in the trailer park, but only two of them were used. That was us and that was um, her neighbor behind us. And so by 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning, you know, I see headlights, you know, shining in the uh, the window. She automatically knows what's going on. She jumps up and she runs to her front door. Now, I have no clue of what's happening, right? So I'm laying there, you know, sand, sanding my ass because I didn't. <laughs> we were right to bed. We had sand everywhere. You know how you, when you go to the beach, you got sand everywhere. So um, she goes to the door and, you know, before she, before that this person could even knock on the door, she answered it. She went. She opened it, and she was like, "What are you doing here? What are you doing here? You know, this is three o'clock in the morning." Come to find out, it was her cousin. He's a he was a distant cousin. And there's a long story behind that, but I'm not gonna get into that. That's her story to tell. But just, just know this: dude was crazy. <laughs> just know that he was crazy as all get out. And long story short, he, um, I guess he thought he was in love with her. Maybe, and he was just off of his meds. He was crazy, and because he had found out that I had spent the night down there, he decided to bust it. Now, man, this man's married with kids. You know, he comes over to our house to take a look, see, and see if I was at the house, and which I was. I mean, my shoes were at the front door. You got sand in them. You know, this and that. So he got extremely, extremely jealous. So, you know, didn't think anything of that. You know, I mean, I, I mean, I didn't at the time. I should have, but I didn't. Um, you know, just not thinking. Just going through just going through life, just going through the motions, doing stupid stuff. So I didn't think anything of it. He left, she came back to bed. We think we didn't we didn't mention it anymore. So I leave on that Monday and I go back to Charlotte. I go back to Mini Pearl. But at this point I had decided that I was gonna go back to Jacksonville and stay be with Strawberry. And so I stayed with Betty, another, I, mean, I mentioned her name, Lord forgive me, that out her thing, Minnie Pearl. <laughs> Whoopsie. Um, <laughs> so uh, I, I stayed with, with Minnie Pearl another couple of weeks and then I left. I made, I made my exit and I went down to Jacksonville, stayed with my brother. You know, for about, I think, for a day or two, because he had, a, he had a very small apartment. And I moved in with her. Now, her cousin is still crazy, you know. But during the two weeks that I was gone, he really harassed her while I was back in Charlotte. And I, had, I just hadn't got back down there yet. But he harassed her to no end. So I get back. He tried to harass her again. I'm like, uh, no, brother, I'm here now. We know we're not gonna do that. I don't know what's going on. I, I still really didn't know at the time what was going on, but I, you know, she she later on told me. But I was just like, uh, brother, no, we, we're not gonna do this, right? We're not gonna do this. I don't know what crazy antics you on, what you smoke. I don't know, but we're not gonna do this. And so, um, but it got to the point where I think I was at my brother's. I spent I spent night with my brothers to babysit my nephew. Zeke and he had come to her house and cut the phone line um, he had cut the phone line 
to her house so that way she couldn't call me, you know, if she needed me or whatever. So I was like, at that point, um, she was like, I can't do this no more. Um, and so she called her mother, who lived in Chicago. And she said, Mama, you know, he tripping. I need to, because I can't remember his name now. Um, but she called her mama up and she said, Mama, I, got, I need to come home because he tripping. He, you know, he's making it hard for me to be here. And so she was like, yeah, you can come home. Now, I don't think she had told her mother about me uh, before that conversation, but she ended up telling her mother about me during that conversation. And she said, well, mama, I said, I got a, I got a new man. He's awesome. He's, he's good with the kids. Da, 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 da. Now, by the time you know, all this happens, her, her baby, she, she had her, you know, um, and to this day, still a baby girl. Anyways, um, so she told her mom, and, and her mom was like, okay, bring him with her. You know, no. At first, she was like, no, I don't know him. Don't bring, don't bring him here. You know, and, but then she was like, she said, well, mama, I'm not leaving here without him. And she was like, her mama wanted her home so bad. And she was like, okay, just bring him. And so we made plans. We moved out of the trailer park. We moved out of the trailer. Um, we loaded up the great, uh, a U-Haul truck. My brother drove the U-Haul truck. Me, her, and the kids got on the Greyhound bus. And we left Jacksonville, and we went to Chicago. It took us three days to get there. But we, went, we got to Chicago. This is in 2001, maybe. God, 22 years ago. <laughs> you got to think about it. Wow, it's crazy. But uh, in 2000, 2001, because 9-11 hadn't happened. So it was, it was uh, 2001. So we get there, and we put a U-Haul in the backyard, and Mama uh, throws us a barbecue, you know, a welcome home barbecue for her daughter. It wasn't, it wasn't for me. It was for her daughter and her grandkids. So, of course, I partook in the, in the barbecue because, hey, man, I'm a fat kid and I love barbecue, right? So, if you're wondering how I got her name for this for this, uh, for this this story, I'll tell you how I got it. The very first day we were there, we uh, her mother needed to, I mean, her mother lived off of, if we got anybody that's in Chicago, she lived off of Ashland, which is on the south side, Inglewood. So you know it's kind of dangerous over there. But it wasn't as bad in 2001 as it is, I'm sure, now, right? But her mother's like, okay, you know, Strawberry, I need you to go to the store and get my drink. Now, her drink was Bacardi Dark. You know, that was a drink. It was RC and Bacardi Dark. That was a drink. No matter what it was, no matter what time of day, no matter what day of the week it was, it was Bacardi Dark. So she was like, well, come on, honey, we're going to go walking. We're going to walk to the store. I'm like, walk. I don't know nothing about this. I don't know nothing about this area. What you talking about? And we walked to the store. As we were walking to the store, it was just me and her, and I think her oldest boy, you know. Um, and we walked to the store, and we had walked through a path. I walked past an alley, and you heard someone scream, "Hey, strawberry!" 
what? Who's that? <laughs> hey, Strawberry. So, I mean, I'm, I don't know who this is. Come to find out, just a, is a guy that had a crush on her in high school and recognized her ass. As we, as she, cause we, walked, we had to walk past the alley. He came out of the alley, looked, and recognized her by her ass. Like, what? <laughs> okay. So that threw me off. I'm like, okay, I'm definitely in the lion's den now. You know what I'm saying? Because this is her old stomping ground. Everybody know her. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so that henceforth the name I dubbed the Strawberry. That's, really, that's the reason why uh, she's called Strawberry in this story. But anyhow, um, so we go to the story, come back. And it was just, now I will say this transitioning from the country where I'm from, I'm from North Carolina. You know, guys that know me know that. I'm from North Carolina. And we lived in North Carolina. She moved from North Carolina, but she was a Chicago girl through and through, right? Me transitioning from the city, I mean, from the country to the city was hard. You talk about a learning curve, that was hard because there were certain things that I could do in the country that you can't do in the city. You can't smile on a bus in the city. You can't, you can't, you know, wow at the beautiful big buildings. You, you can't do any of that, you know, in the city. Um, you can't be a friendly individual in the city because people think you're gay or people think that, uh, and that's not being homophobic, that's what they really thought. Um, unless you're gay or they thought that, you know, you were up to something or whatever. And so it was always, and in, in, on the south side of Chicago, it's always, it's the, it's the mob mentality. Everybody, you know, if you're not rolling with them, then you really got a problem. We're going we're gonna to find out what your problem is. So, you know, it was different. It was hard. It was, I, I got to tell you, it was hard. It was hard as hell. And so I remember, um, I really got homesick. And I called my mom, and my mom sent me $100, right? And at, with the $100, I went and got my ID and all that good stuff. But I had to find out what, where I, because she, she sent me a money order. See, back then, we had money orders. You don't do money orders now. They got cash out of a memo. But, um, yeah, I tried to get that, tried to get that money ordered cash. And they have a place in the city called the Currency Exchange. And they're still up there on every corner. And, uh, and so people, you know, people love the Currency Exchange. That's where everybody got the cash, uh, check cash, you know, and all that. So, I get my check cash, I go and, you know, I spend my hundred dollars. I said, okay. Um again, just a whole different situation. I, I was you know, I was never comfortable in Chicago. And I think that's one of the things I've I've never admitted to her or anyone else is that I was never comfortable in Chicago. People just thought I was just being a uh a bitch. I was, I was I was being a bitch made punk, but it was just that I was just never comfortable. And no matter where we went, no matter what we did, it was just not comfortable. Um, when the dead smack in the middle of Inglewood, man, that's that. If anybody know anything about Illinois, man, Inglewood is dangerous. And I lived in fear, so I, was, I, I so I lived in fear, so I never got comfortable. Now, and, and I'm gonna bring this episode to. Draw it to a close. You remember when I said in the beginning of this episode, just because me and Minnie Pearl were over, but we weren't really over? Okay. Buckle up. This is what happened. 
Okay. <laughs> Don't laugh at me. Um, <laughs> I had now, during the time I left Minnie Pearl and went back to Jacksonville, I didn't utter a word to her. But, you know, she kept calling. She had my number. She kept calling, you know, and but I would never answer. We would never talk. So I, com- I completely tried to erase her out of my life. But by the time we got to Chicago, she had already called my future mother-in-law and told her that, yeah, he ain't nothing. He left me high and dry, da-da-da-da-da-da. Just, I mean, just, just dogging me to my future mother-in-law. She wasn't my mother-in-law yet. We ain't got married. But what happened was she got the phone bill, my cell phone bill, and she decided she started calling numbers that was on the cell phone bill trying to reach me because I wouldn't never answer, right? But again, still didn't make any conversation, still didn't, you know. But eventually I got this job working downtown Chicago called Catholic Charities. That's right down, dead smack in the middle of downtown. Um, if I remember correctly, it was on Des Plaines. So Des uh, Plaines was in shouting distance of what is now known as Willis Tower. Back in the day, it was the Sears Tower. And so one day I was, I was at work. It was a Saturday. Never forget it. Um, I went to work like I normally do. Um, got on the L train. Took it all the way down. Took the green line all the way downtown. Got off and went to work. But for some strange reason, this day was different. Uh, because I normally I would have kissed her good, goodbye. Yes, normally that would normally my ammo. Uh, but I did not kiss her goodbye this morning. It was just different. So I go to work, and I'm at work, and I made the mistake of calling Minnie Pearl. Now, mind you, I hadn't talked to her the whole time I was gone. But this particular Saturday, I called her. So I called her up. She says, hey, what's going on? How are you? I mean, she just, I mean, just kind of goes to this nice girl mentality, you know, you've been causing hell and havoc, you know, behind my back. Um, so I call her, I say, Hey, what's going on with you? Like everything, everything good. She was like, yeah. When you coming home? I said, man, messing with you. I am not messing with you, man. Go ahead on that drama. Well, you called me, didn't you? I said, well, I was calling to say, Hey, you know, I didn't think anything, think anything ever. Just call and say, Hey, I don't want nothing. She said, when you coming home? She said, I'll tell you what. Where you at? I'll buy you a ticket. I was like, man, go ahead. You know. And but low key, because of the because of the uncomfortability that I had, I was actually open to it. Right? Now mind you, we're there. I'm with her, her two kids, and her baby girl that she had just had. Now I think by this time she was maybe four or five months old. Um, so I was like, man, anything, I ain't messing with you. But, you know, I never turned down the ticket. So what she did was she went ahead and bought a ticket and uh, sent it to the airline counter. I'm like, man, I'm not doing this. I'm not going to leave Chicago. I'm not going to do this to her. Right? So I call her up 
from work. I'm like, hey, hey, baby, hey, what's going on? You know, how, 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 how's, how's little mama, this and that, and, you know, just put on the, the uh, you know, laying alone kind of thick, right? <laughs> oh, I hope you're doing all right. You know, I miss you. Da, da, da. I'll be home tonight, da, da, da. right? Hung up with her, called me and he put her back. It was like, so what time, what time was the plane leave? That's, that's, I don't know what I was thinking. I don't know what I was thinking. So I um, I actually got on a plane. I left my job. I abandoned my job, you know, because <clears throat> because I was downtown. Excuse me. Because I was downtown, the L train was right. The blue line where I need to go to to get to O'Hare was like, Right outside the door. I mean, it's no better, no better uh, situation. So, I I left her. I left. I abandoned my job. Got on this L train. Got on this plane, and, and flew back to North Carolina. I know. I know somebody. Somebody listening to it going, "Oh no, you didn't do that." Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. Got on the plane. Went to North Carolina. Didn't say goodbye to her. Didn't tell her what I was doing this and that. Now, normally when I worked, I would call her six, seven times during my shift just because I missed her, right? But I only called her that. I only called her that one time. So she's like, you know, it got strange to her because I didn't, you know, she didn't hear anything else from me. <sighs> you ever have you ever made a mistake in thirty seconds? Into it, you knew it was a mistake. That was me in this instance. When I got on the L train, bearing toward O'Hare, as soon as I got there, I think we were halfway to O'Hare, and it hit me like, what in the world am I doing? But for some reason or another, I just kept moving forward. I got on this plane. And it didn't, it really didn't hit me until I strapped in my seatbelt and the plane took off. And I was like, I can't believe I'm doing this. And, and, I'm, and the, it's, it's like, it was almost like having an out-of-body experience. Like, you see yourself doing it, but you couldn't stop. It was like that. So I'm on the plane. And I am in, I'm in literal tears the entire time from the flight from Chicago back to Charlotte. I was literally in tears. And so we land, because oh, it's, not, it's not a long flight, it's like an hour and a half. So I land, and I want to, we land the plate, we get to the gate. And now mind you, I left Chicago with absolutely nothing with the clothes that I had on my back. That was it. I, I didn't have anything else. I had my uniform. And I was like, Jesus. I, I mean, I didn't think none of this through. <laughs> so, so I finally got the plane because I, I ended up being the last person on the plane to get off. Because I just could not believe that I did it. I did this. Because I know I completely destroyed this woman. 
and as much as I and as much as as much remorse that I had, it didn't make a hill of beans. It didn't mean shit. To be truthful. So I get out the plane. I go downstairs. That's where the that's where the, that's where uh, you, you know you catch your ride because you no, know, I didn't have to go to the baggage, baggage claim, and they have any bags. It was just me. So I go downstairs and I, and she's right outside the gate. I mean, she's like waiting for me. She was like, "Hey, baby, I knew I was gonna have you back." Da, 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 da. And she went through this whole thing, and in that moment, I felt such a level of disgust, not only with her, but for me too. And I was like, I cannot believe that I did this. And I asked her, like, why did you do this? Do what? You didn't have to take the ticket. I didn't put a gun to your head. Talk about, you talk about the state of manipulation, baby. Like, all right. And so I was there. But I instantly knew there was a mistake. Instantly knew it. And I was like, I, I just can't. I don't. I can't even, and so this night, that night, she tried to seduce me, you know, let's, let's do, you home now, baby, let's do this, baby, da, 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 da. she went, and, you know, she tried to buy me some shoes, and tried to buy me, because she had buy me a whole wardrobe, I didn't have shit when I got the plane, you know, and so she tried to buy all this nice stuff, she bought me a puppy, the whole nine, and I was like, because I always wanted, a, I always wanted a bulldog, so she got me a little, she got me a little pit bull. I mean, a little bulldog. But it had to be a mutt. I don't, I don't know. But anyways, and I'm like, I can't, I still. So the entire time I was in, in such a state of disbelief. So one night, and I'm, I'm going to bring it to close here. One night, or one morning rather, I said, well, I need, I need to get a hold of Strawberry. Because I got I to gotta tell her what happened. I got to let her know, but she already knew what happened. But she, she had to. I had to hear her voice. I had to know, let her know. Um, the reason why it was so uncomfortable for me with with uh, Minnie Pearl when I came when I went back was because every time I closed my eyes, all I could hear was little mama crying in my ear. I'm, 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 I'm not giving her name, um, just protect to protect her. But um, I. All I could hear was her cries in my in my ears every time I closed my eyes. That's why I was so uncomfortable. So I finally get the chance to take Minnie Pearl's truck. Go, I'm just I'm just driving around because I'm just I need to clear my headspace. So I get to a payphone and I called Strawberry. This is one night. It's like seven thirty, eight o'clock at night, and I call her up and she is she answers, which surprised me. I figured she would never answer. But she answered, and she was like, how dare you? How dare you call me? Why do you call me? Why are you calling me now? You left me. Why'd you leave me? Da, da, da. I, I mean, I went through like an hour of that on the phone. It was deserving because of what I did. And she said, but I love you so much. And I was like, well, I'm going home to my parents. I want you to come down here. And mind you, she's still in Chicago. At this time, I'm in North Carolina. So I go back to my hometown. And she says, okay, without hesitation. And 
she comes. She packs up the kids. She was gonna she was gonna have one of her sisters, her sister's boyfriend, to bring her down, to drive her down. Uh, because he he was from Mississippi, so he, he was going out for a visit. He was gonna bring her, but something happened with them. He tried to hit on her. Da da da. It got it went crazy. Um, she ended up getting on the Greyhound and coming down to North Carolina. Now, I'm gonna end it right here because this brings another chapter. It starts another chapter. Ends one, starts one. Again, you know, just to. Not put a, not to put a bow on Mini Pearl because there's, there's no bow on it yet. The next chapter we'll probably put a bow on it. But with Mini Pearl, it was still not over. After all of that, it was still not over. I don't know what kind of hold she had on me, but it was still not over. Over even after she came down, uh, Strawberry came down, it was still not over. So stay tuned for part seven. It gets really tricky. And dangerous fights break out and all that, but we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Knucklehead Chronicles. I'm your man, the guru. Follow me on buzzsprout.com slash Knucklehead Chronicles Podcast. You can leave me a voice, uh, a email at Knucklehead Chronicles Podcast at gmail.com. Remember, if you listen to the podcast on any podcasting platform, leave me a review, right? Leave me a review. That way, you make sure you subscribe and download. That way, you will never miss another episode because it will always tell you and update you that I have dropped a new episode. You really don't want to miss this because it's really going to get nuts and ape shit crazy in a little bit. So we're on the cusp, but we're right there. But I hope you guys enjoyed it. You guys have a great rest of your day, man. Have a wonderful weekend, and we will talk to you guys on Monday. <laughs>